training, mindset, integrity, incremental improvement. What can you do better today? Start right here with the Pendola Project. Welcome back. You are listening to the Pendola Project, episode 73, our top five pieces of home workout equipment. Have you been working out at home? I certainly have. And I got to tell you, it's making a big difference. Not only is my fitness in general increasing, I'm also getting back to the basics that I had ignored for way too long. And now that I'm focusing on things like my foundational strength and stability again, I noticed that my overall fitness is through the roof. Not to brag, but I feel good. Matt and Aaron Pendola's list today is comprised of a lot of things you probably already have in your house. For example, do you have a basketball? Well, then you've got a makeshift medicine ball. Something I like to use is elevation. Do you have stairs? I don't. I live in a single-story apartment, but what I do have, I have a coffee table. So I make sure it's loaded up with lots of weight so it won't slide around, and boom, I can now do decline push-ups. These are just a couple quick examples for you. What we're trying to avoid here is you getting complacent with your exercise routines while you're at home for however long this lockdown may be lasting wherever you are. For example, we are in Nevada. The word right now is that the lockdown may end May 15th for some people. What we don't know at this time is whether or not that will include gyms. So for the foreseeable future, we're working out at home. And something else we want to help you avoid is making faulty purchases. I bought something off of an Instagram ad, which was my first mistake that I should have noted. It was a suspension trainer, similar to a TRX, but an off-brand. And when I checked the shipping on it, it was in an unknown location in China. So I'm pretty sure I'm not getting that suspension trainer. I tried to go cheap and it didn't work, so I'm just going to suck it up and buy the TRX. But you see what I mean? You get desperate in times like this and you do stupid things on the internet. But you wouldn't do that, right? Right, because you're smart. That's why you're listening to this podcast, episode 73, our top five pieces of home workout equipment. Hey guys, Matt Pandola with the Pandola Project coming back at you. Hi guys, it's Aaron Pandola here. What are we talking about today? We are talking about our picks, our five top picks of the equipment that you should have for your home gym. Yeah, and we picked these based off of a few different things. Versatility for one, affordability, accessibility. So in other words... If you can't get it right now because everything is sold out and everybody's ordering home equipment, then it doesn't do much good to talk about it. And also just a lot of us are on a budget now because of the COVID situation we're in and we're not working. And so I didn't want to pick equipment that you couldn't necessarily afford. This equipment is probably right in your garage, I think. So let's let's get started. Yeah, I was going to say some of this you probably already have like uh, our first pick a medicine ball or um, a basketball yeah and of course with a medicine ball you can have let's say six pounds eight pounds ten pounds or twelve pounds or all the above but if you just have a basketball you create that tension by squeezing on the ball a little bit harder and you can make that ball heavier does that make sense Yes, it does. Uh, the more tension you bring to the movement, the harder it's going to be. And that can still hold true with, with a basketball that probably weighs what? How much does a basketball weigh? One, one pound? 
No, not even. But uh, what about why do you like it, though? What what do you like about medicine ball training in general? Oh, gosh, where do I start? So for me, when speaking of the medicine ball, I think of more of reactive training for one, but then also the stability, like doing doing push-ups on, on a medicine ball and or basketballs, great uh, core stability training. Um, the cardio-wise, uh, you know, any kind of movement where that ball is coming back at you off of a wall and the reactive um, aspect of that is pretty fun. Yeah, you could have performance partners that you're doing your training training with, even in this COVID situation, family and uh, people that you're already around and living with, you guys might be passing the ball back and forth. And that's also kind of fun, makes it a little bit more exciting. You can obviously uh, play different uh, games or have different challenges. And so that's a big part of it to me. But also, if you can't even throw the ball, like you don't have a wall that you can throw it against, you probably don't want to throw the ball against a drywall. That's not going to work out so well. So you can start to just swing the ball and even that action of swinging the ball, but then decelerating the ball, say, uh, instead of a kettlebell, you don't have a kettlebell, but you're going to do a med ball swing and you're getting into that hip hinge position and then getting through hip extension with your glutes. And then you're, you could even toss the ball up in the air just a bit, catch the ball, come back down, swing again and react to that. So there's, you know, if you get creative, there's still a lot of of movements that you can replicate and do just just use your imagination yeah one in particular the uh, the turkish get up if you have performed that uh, movement you know it's it's uh you know it's a complex in the sense of the, the patterning but once you have it down then it's you know it's a great uh not only warm-up but intercept movement and then you know if you're able to hold the ball and just balance that ball that's obviously going to be rolling around and hard to keep a hold of that's such a great um, shoulder stability addition to that turkish getup. Yeah, I like that. And on a side note, you can also grab your shoe and have it balanced on top of your knuckles. That's a different way to provide some demand for your shoulder to, for stability. I like that as well. But yeah, the med ball works out well for, I mean, we could keep going with all the different exercises, but we'll just give you a few ideas on this one. We have for the emphasis on our power, we can do single leg hops, for example, or foot taps, uh, overhead throws. You can get on the ground like you're doing a push up and tap your hand on the ball. It just because it, it just becomes something that is a little bit more of a tool to use for competition and for fun. And you don't necessarily need to have a heavy med ball to utilize it. Yeah. So when I was saying those push-ups in the beginning, like having, you can do, you know, one arm on the push-up, you can do both arms, but think about putting your feet on that ball now. And we've done some versions of that where you've got either a single or double leg, um, or I should say foot on the, on that basketball. And you're performing a type of push-up with some lower body movement as well. That's such an awesome core stability exercise. Yeah. And finally, we had that podcast last week. You should listen to it if you haven't already about should you foam roll. I like to use the med balls or basketball 
to roll out. And uh, I call it a hip flow or shoulder flow type of movement. Um, I mean, these are type of movements that I really enjoy because the ball will roll kind of with you and the movements, they even feel a little bit more incongruency with your muscles and how they're moving. And it doesn't, it's not, it's more forgiving, I guess I would say. And it's, it's not as aggressive because when I warm up, I always warm up with a basketball or a med ball because in a warm up, if the pain is, you know, too much, if it's above like say a three and I'm fighting it, I'm not really warming up. Am I, I'm supposed to be warming up. So I like to use that med ball to roll out on it and warm up with for a few minutes first. What's next. So next we have a dowel or a PVC pipe, just that, you know, regular plastic PVC pipe that you find at home Depot. Um, if you do not have that available or you cannot get one, also a broomstick can, can come in really handy. Um, so what's, what's one reason why you would say you like having that yeah i personally like to use it to assist in balance is is a good thing to start with and it's almost like talking to clients or you know people have questions for me about being able to have better balance and working on those things they don't want to use something they think that somehow that's taking away from the result where it's actually the opposite if i i actually there's an, an elite athlete who I was reviewing her just video of her movements. And then six months later, I was reviewing videos and I was like, these are six months apart because she her balance hasn't gotten any better. And I know she was doing these drills every day. And the thing is, she just got really good at wobbling all over the place. She just didn't fall over, but she was just wobbling the entire time she was doing it. She was never actually learning to really stabilize. So with the, the pipe, it can be really good to learn certain movements, or I'll even take the pipe and I'll ground it, of course, but say you have a knee that tends to cave in and you don't want it to cave in and you're trying to teach yourself to go through that knee bent or that bent knee archetype like a squat. And so we'll go into like just a stationary lunge and you get into that position and you put that pipe just the inside of your thigh. So your knee would touch it if if you were starting to cave in. So it doesn't have to be like rubbing against your your thigh or anything, but just there in place. And so you can use it there as kind of a cue. Up, oh, I'm touching the pipe. I should get my knee not in and it needs to come back out. And so it's just a literally a physical cue that you're giving yourself. So that's a good self-coaching tool, for example. Yeah, and if you are trying to get to the point where you can do some some step-ups or reverse lunges, those two come to mind when I think of the PVC pipe because um, if you're not able to get into a lunge, reverse lunge position properly or step up on that box, like Matt was saying, without your knee caving in or you're, you're really pushing off that back leg too much and you're just not, you know, doing the movement properly. So there's no harm in, you know, adding a little assistance so that you can execute that movement property and then you properly, excuse me, and then you start building those, those patterns and your body knows like, okay, this is the pattern that I'm supposed to be in for this movement. And then pretty soon you won't even need that PVC pipe anymore. Yeah. So hand assisted movements, but then also 
if you're putting the pipe out in front of you, like you're talking about, and you're doing, let's say, an airplane, a more difficult and challenging progression, that's going to, that type of movement is going to really help with the internal, external um, positions of the, the hip and gaining stability that way. But sometimes all you need is just to be able to have something that you can uh, balance out in front of you. But the one thing that we haven't really talked about as much is just breaking the bar. When you have a PVC pipe or even a broomstick, you can create that tension now. And that tension can be very, very important to not only learn to stabilize more, but to actually provide better grip and positioning for your potential strength training. And that's a big part of progressive overload is your grip strength, your, abil your ability to produce tension. So it's a great way to just start to learn that really before you grab an actual heavy bar or even dumbbells. Yeah, the grip part of that comes into play, um, you know, going a little further into what exercises you can do. But we had tried it at home, actually putting the, the PVC on two chairs, of course, making sure they're stable. And then you can come underneath it and you can, you know, practice a, a variation of, of a pull up or a chin up. But having having that um, your grip first, like you said, to, to get the warmed up and activated and then using it for more of upper body uh, grip movements like that. Yeah, like most things, these exercises and these training tools we're giving you uh, are you can use them also in congruency with another. So that perfect segue into using reactive bands. So with a reactive band, this is a circular band and there's many bands or hip circles, which are smaller and they fit around your knees and or or ankles or what have you. But if you have a reactive band, you can simply double it up if it's light enough and it can act as a hip circle as well. So you don't have to have both the hip circle and the reactive band. If it's one, I would have the reactive band. But again, those are sold out pretty much anywhere you go unless you get lucky. So the bike tube is a good replacement for that. You can have a mountain bike tube. It'll be a little bit thicker. A thinner tube would be the road bike tube. And of course, you can even connect tubes. When you connect tubes, you're going to have less resistance because now there's more potential elasticity. So connecting tubes can also give you give you a little bit more of, say, a drop set or it's uh, I've got a tube, but it's it's too aggressive for me. So add another tube to it or it's not enough. It's not aggressive enough. Go to the thicker tube or double up the tube you have. And you can even use that with the PVC pipe we mentioned before. If you anchor the tube to something, and by the way, not going to tell you how to anchor things because I'm not going to be held responsible, okay? <laughs> you got to be careful. And of course, if it's something like a bike tube, you have to, you have to look for the obvious things like, uh, is that a bike tube that went flat because there's a tear in it? And you got to be aware of those things. But all that being said, uh, you'd be surprised. I was at, in Colorado and working with some of the best athletes in the world there with Bobby McGee, and they were using bike tubes. This was way back in the day before anybody was using reactive bands. So that's how I actually got the idea because I saw Bobby using these things. So if it's good enough for Olympian, it's good enough for me. Yeah, and reactive bands, I mean, I think they've probably been around a while now, but like you're saying, they weren't 
didn't really gain as much popularity in the until recent years. So yeah, before that, it was just those little that what we call mini bands or the ones that go around your your knees or ankles. So yeah, using using bike tubes is actually such a good creative thing that that uh, they came up with. Yeah, and lastly, I would say the horizontal vortex, which that's where you're able to push or pull with the bike tube at an anchor, like I was mentioning before, that's behind you, either high or low, depending on the movement you're doing. So you can do, you can use that PVC pipe and you can press and you can do various tensions. Even if you're strong, you can really challenge yourself with the right amount of tension, or you can pull with that PVC pipe. And you can also put that tube around your waist and you know, do some lateral or frontal plane shuffles or even just iso holds. Just give yourself a little mini squat and hold against that tension in that horizontal vortex. And so that's just for people to kind of visualize this when you're dealing with just traditional weights like uh, your plates and your and your dumbbells, you're you're working with a constant weight and never really changes. But also it's just basically you're resisting gravity by pushing and pulling with that weight. In these scenarios, you can use a tube in that same way by, say, putting the tube under your feet and anchoring it there and then having the tube, let's say, up on your hands and doing squats and you're resisting that tube. But as you come up out of the squat, you're going to have more tension. As you come back down, you're going to have less tension. So that may, that gives a variable in itself to your training that you might not have had or done in a while. And then, of course, the horizontal vortex, I mean, just as an example, to be able to work more athletically on your feet and you're standing up and having that reactive band or that tube anchored behind you and then pressing, even by the way, without a PVC pipe, but just even if you're going to do single arm, you can press with one hand and get in some good unilateral training, but you can be on your feet or you can maybe start say on your knees or do some sort of a split stance. There's all different ways you can go about it, but you can definitely get more athletic. And when you're working in that horizontal vortex, I do think that it's really, really some of the best core movements you can possibly do. Yeah, I like the bands too for any kind of stretching and mobility as well. So um, to list all of them, it would be lengthy, but yeah, we'll, uh, in the newsletter that we are coming out with, you'll see some of the more of the mobility and, and stretching ideas that you can use with the reactive bands. Absolutely. So the suspension trainer, that's what's next. And most people uh, know this as like a TRX trainer. And uh, what can you use instead? We have plenty of chains here in the gym, so sometimes I'll I'll use chains, and then most of the time, I would say at home, if you look in your garage, you probably have uh, some straps that, uh, even if it's in your car, so yeah, you can use towing straps, for example, or uh, tie downs. Those are probably in your garage, and uh, of course, you know you got to make a handle. You get, I mean, again, get creative. That's that's part of the deal, but you 
it won't be able to break those things with your body weight. So that's the main thing. I you know want everybody to be safe. But if you have something that's meant to tow a car, you're certainly going to be pretty safe using those. And so suspension trainers are just a very very valuable tool especially when you're trying to, you're trying to hit more of the back line of your upper back so you know face pull aparts you can do with a reactive band or a tube but i also really like to do rows with a trx unit or a suspension unit any sort of uh, pull motion there is what i kind of use it for and prefer including hamstring curls if you lay down on the ground and you strap yourself in you get your hamstrings involved there in a way that's very hard to replicate otherwise i enjoy those as well but what comes to mind more specifically for me when i think of the trx or suspension trainer is uh the core work that you can do with those like putting your feet in the straps but you're 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 prone so you're face down and any kind of um again so many variations but the, the prone core work you can do with the TRX is pretty amazing too. Yeah. And when you say prone, that's like if you're in that push-up position, but if you have a trouble doing a push-up and you need to be at more of a, an incline, then that then you're able to, to do that a little bit better. And we have some other variations like doing push-ups off the stairs, things like that. But with the suspension trainer, you have to take over a little bit more of the stability. Yeah, it is. It is more of an advanced movement at that point. So uh, you just have to know that you're able to to get in those positions safely and and do the exercise effectively if you're going to try that. Yeah. And there's also something called archers that uh, if you're not familiar, again, if you just sign up with our newsletter, you'll be able to see the article that we wrote about, but also in our next free training that we're putting out, it has this exact five system uh, exercise program in it with the five tools that we're using and the actual workout itself with videos to go along. So you don't have to guess if you're not sure you'll be able to see what all these movements are. So we'll, we will give you a workout program or a training program that you can follow with regressions and progressions. And so, yeah, you, that's a good reason for you to just go on to How do people sign up for that, Aaron? For the newsletter, you can go to our website, pendolatraining.com. And then there's a couple places you can sign up for it, but probably the easiest is on our homepage. Uh, there's a newsletter sign up right there. We also have our podcast and newsletter tab in the main menu, which you can go there. But like I say, the easiest, yeah, just go to our homepage page uh, and you'll see the sign up right there. Good. All right. So our last thing that we'll talk about is a pull-up bar. And you know, there's ways to install your own. And again, that's something that's on you. But if you have a pull-up bar already and you're good at pull-ups and you probably know exactly why it's so important, I think that uh, there's a direct correlation to overall strength when you can do proper pull-ups, but yet most people can't. So uh, again, if you have a reactive band, you can support yourself a little bit more there by attaching the band to the bar and then getting your knee or your foot in the band and it'll help to pull you up and assist you until you can get stronger. But the mistake that I see a lot of people making there is just using too much momentum and using momentum is not going to get you uh, 
stronger at pull-ups, I like to do negatives there. So why don't we talk about how to do um, a negative pull-up even if you are more of a beginner. So you can do the negative with or without a band. I tend to do them without. Uh, again, you can use the band for some assistance, but to do a negative, you would just need to be standing on a surface below your, your pull-up bar that allows you to come up to that top pull-up position. So once you step off of that box, you've already gotten yourself into that full pull-up position. And once you're at the top, so doing a negative is trying to lower yourself to arms extended position as slowly as you can. Um, the more advanced you are, the longer you can make that negative count. But I tend with with my uh, more beginner clients, I would try to get them to at least, you know, a five or six count negative to begin with. I mean, you can work all the way up to like a minute negative, but that's, of course, very, you know, that's a very advanced movement. And for some people, doing those negatives are not possible. Maybe you are just not there yet and you don't have the strength to be able to control that negative down. Using the reactive band can certainly help to support that, but it's really going to help you mostly assist you get back up. So um, in other words, you can get, let's say, a box or something, a stepping stool to get to the bar so you don't have to pull your way up. And then you can even just how long can I hold my position and really making sure that you're squeezing on your armpits, for example, so that you are not rolling your shoulders forward and getting out of position. Um, Pull-ups, I think, don't get their... Uh, deserved attention when it comes to form. And it's it's not something that's necessarily inherent. In, fa- in fact, most athletes that come in, they're even really fit. When I test them on pull-ups, they almost always roll their shoulders and they're using their shoulders and their arms quite a bit more than they should be instead of their core. And especially uh, if you ever do pull-ups properly, you will know because your lower abs really get taxed. I even squeeze my heels together to really, really utilize my abs and even my adductors in a pull-up movement. So there's a lot going on if you do it right. But last thing I'll say is that if you're not there yet, that's where you go to the horizontal rows. That's where you go to the suspension trainer and you build up accumulation and strength in those rows and you get more and more towards that that uh, ability to do a vertical essentially pull which is your pull-up yeah i was going to bring up the pvc pipe again between those chairs that we talked about um in the beginning of the episode where it's again of course make sure it's it's solid you know it's not going to go anywhere but um holding that iso position where your feet are still on the ground. So of course, then it's, you know, it's much um, easier to, to find that position where you're underneath the bar and you're just holding that, that ISO pull up position. But again, feet being on the ground, you're a lot safer and then you can probably hold it a lot longer and really uh, check in and say, are my shoulders back and down? Am I squeezing my core? Are my heels together? So that's just another, another option. Um, if you're not quite ready to, to hang off of a bar with your own strength yet. Yeah. So finally, we'll just wrap up today with the actual training that we put together and we'll be releasing that in conjunction, those videos with the app in conjunction with this episode. So if you're not already on our app, which is free right now, just go on to our website and you can get this entire 
training progression, this entire um, workout that we're talking about. But I want to stress that it's going to have a base level, um, more of a beginner and even more of an elite level version to it. So you can progress with this training and see the options. And really, there's nobody that shouldn't benefit from doing this particular session. I will say that we worked hard at putting it together, putting it together the right way and giving versatility. It's a great total body integration session, and it is something that you can do frequently. Um, And we've talked about that before in our podcasting, but when we do total body integration, we may emphasize certain movements more. So you may emphasize, let's say, more of your rows to build up that strength, but you're still working the entire body. So it is, uh, there are things you can do even a few times in a week, keeping in mind that your overall goal of doing, let's say, 20 overall sets on a muscle group like your back that may be too advanced for beginners. That's why you want to follow the beginner guidelines. But for an advanced person, they might be able to get away with 30 sets. So that's why you want to follow more of the, the elite guidelines for that or, or the more experienced athlete for those guidelines. Yeah, this program is uh, going to be, I think, like Matt said, great for everybody because it is so uh, versa- versatile. You can, you know, even if you are, say, an, an advanced athlete and maybe that day you're just not quite um, feeling as energetic or, or whatnot, then you can definitely back it off. There's no, like, set thing here that says you have to do, you know, five rounds today. You can do between two and five, depending on your, on your fitness and how you're feeling that day. Yeah. And of course we even have five minutes of fun at the end where you can push yourself and get a little bit more conditioning in there. Uh, We generally like to combine some competition with that, even if you're on your own, but there's always, uh, again, some fun in there, some progressions, but knowing that you've got five minutes to kind of, you know, push it on certain uh, days or on other days to actually just do a little bit more of a regression and allow your body to recover better for that next time that you're going to train or for the hike you have planned the next day. So there's some variations there that will be built in for you as well. Yeah. With the five minutes of fun, I just had put that. It's one of those things where we talked about, it's like, how have I gotten away from this? You know, not being in the gym training, because we used to do this with our groups all the time. It was such a great fun way to finish off the, finish off the training that day. And then, um, the first couple progressions I wrote up for clients on the app, I didn't put it in there. And then we talked about, it's like, Oh, I'm going to throw that back in. So I have gotten really, um, good feedback from my clients that are currently using the app. And I, like I said, threw in the five minutes of fun at the end. And so, it's all been positive. I think it's one of those love hate relationships because some people hear that five minutes of fun. They're like, Oh my gosh, you know, I know that's going to be a hard five minutes, but like Matt was saying on the other side of that, you could choose that five minutes to be, um, doesn't necessarily have to be cardio demanding. It could be something like I didn't work enough on my hip hinge. So I'm going to spend this five minutes of fun performing kettlebell swings or, um, barbell hip thrusts, or, you know, say I, I know I need to work on my pushups. I'm going to use this five minutes of fun for pushups or, 
you could make it very cardio demanding and say you want to do five minutes of fun with your burpees. So yeah, it's a great uh, way to to finish up your training session and um, very, you know, versatile, lots of lots of options for you there. Yeah. And so with that being said, how can they get this program? So when you go to our website, pendolatraining.com, and again, on that homepage, um, it'll instruct you to email me. So you're going to email Aaron at pendolatraining.com and just say, hey, I want to check out your app and I will send you an email invite and you just simply um, activate your account and that's about it. And all your workouts will come up, whatever we assign for you. So yeah, Aaron, E-R-I-N at pendolatraining.com. Shoot me an email and I can get you access to our app. And of course, our nutrition tips that we talked about, as well as the training for this week are all on the newsletter that you can access and just sign up for it. And we look forward to hearing from you and hearing about the great results you're getting with a program like this. I will say I don't try to sell things. I'm not that kind of person. I'm. We're not even selling this. We're giving this out. We really want to know how people or what people experience from these kind of programs. But don't think that just because it's at home and it's stuff you can get in your garage, that it's not going to benefit you. Almost every single person that I talk to, as soon as they actually do a program like this and they follow our app for just a few weeks, Weeks, they can't stop talking about how they didn't even realize certain parts of their training were lacking or how much they needed to train some of these other archetypes and aspects like your frontal line, spiral line, you know, working on your adductors. All of this stuff is already built into our programming. And so it takes the questions out. But the fun part is you do kind of learn as you go because you start to really feel muscles working you might not have felt in a long time and realizing the benefit of working some of those postural muscles, for example, or even just getting back into a routine that you've neglected for a while and giving yourself something new to follow. Yeah, you really have nothing to lose by signing up. Again, we're not asking for any any monetary, you know, pay here or anything. It's just really we just want to, you know, help people out and see what you guys think. So again, you have nothing to lose. So just send us an email and we'll we'll get you your program. Yeah. And one thing I'm going to ask for, though, is that you like it. Don't even talk about us until you until you like what you're doing. But if you like it, then share it. Share it with your friends. Tell them to sign up. We are our incentive being transparent is we are trying to build our podcast community as much as possible. And we have our YouTube channel that we're working through. And in about a month, we'll be launching that. So we really we would support. I appreciate the support, you know, share us, like us, all that good stuff, write a review about us. We could really use your help there. I'm not going to lie. We're still in our first year, so we're not where we want to be as far as you don't assume that just, I mean, I've been lucky enough to work with some of the best athletes and coaches and, but don't assume just because we've been in, you know, muscle and fitness and had an article there that everyone knows about us. It's, it's not how it works. And we are trying to get our name out there, especially with the Pandola project. So like us, support us. We'd really appreciate that, guys. Thank you so much. We'll talk to you guys soon.
I always leave these podcasts with such a list of things that I have to do. Oh yeah, Bulgarian split squats. I haven't done those in a while. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Pandola Project. We hope that gave you some ideas. Maybe you have some inspiration to see the pieces of equipment that are just laying around your house. And don't get bored. This will be over sooner or later. And I think I'll even keep some of the lessons that I'm taking away from this home workout routine. Don't forget to get in touch. Facebook, Instagram, or email pendolaproject at gmail.com. Sign up for our newsletter to get tons of great free content. Share the show around with your friends. Help us spread the word during these tough times. I know there are so many people who would benefit from hearing this kind of conversation. And hopefully you did too. We'll talk to you next time. Thank you for listening.